0: Welcome to My Music Podcast, a podcast where we sit down with Michigan musicians and we pick their brains on a substantial amount
1: of music topics. Uh, I am one of your hosts, KJ. And I'm your other host, Scott, and you did it again. I you did it again. You up with new you're at the source over there there's up. only so many words to talk about a lot <laughs> there is i've been picking a different synonym for a lot right. every time i don't do think that. you've used a lot yet so that can be for next episode i could use a lot yeah that's right Pornocopia. <laughs> right. we'll well, we, we've gone we yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah we've gone i've done a lot yeah <laughs> anyways all right today with us i'm i'm excited very excited and this is this is uh this is interesting. I, I'm excited just to have Jack on because um, I feel like a lot of people we've talked to have kind of, we've kind of had some type of association to a little bit, but I got to say, we don't, we don't really know this man yeah. that well. So I'm <laughs> happy to I have him. I think that's why I'm here. so excited.
1: Yes. yes. Yeah. So
0: today with us, we have the songwriter of songwriters, the maker of dad rock, not to be <laughs> confused with sab rock. We have the one and only Jack Droppers in the building.
2: Every single word I either said or sung is tied around as I'm flung over the edge into the deep where i find you staring at me to so tell me what i got to know to so find what i'm looking for to so find magic in the mundane
0: bad rock bad rock and in the yes. building. yes so um as, as you guys know who's ever listening if you've listened to previous episodes we, we always jump into a couple of topics but before we jump into our main topics here um me and Scott listened to a, a lot of the new album from Jack, and we both absolutely love it. Um, and I think one thing of why we're relating to it is because, as Jack said before we started, we're his demographic. We're all dads. Like everybody <laughs> sitting at this table is a, a dad with like a young kid. Not we don't have like teenagers or teen. We got like babies and kids mm-hmm. up in here. So, Jack, um before we started, I just wanted to just like kind of hear your inspiration for Dad Rock, other than your daughter obviously, yeah. <laughs> but just like the whole concept behind it and what started this.
3: Yeah, so I don't I don't know when I started jokingly calling our band Dad Rock. It was long before uh my wife allowed me in public to say we were trying to get pregnant, yeah. <laughs> which we weren't. Uh, I, have, I have a friend who jokes, like, from the day he got married to that, we'd be like, when are you going to try to get pregnant? And he's always like, I mean, I've been trying since day one. It's for sure that she's got a good defense. Uh, so I, I, we have it on video sometime in 2019 where I called our band Dad Rock in an interview and everyone looked at me like what are you talking about <laughs> uh cuz our lead guitarist at the time had had two kids but n- nobody else had has kids and i was conf- i i either wanted us to be like referred to as dad rock or sad rock mm, yeah um cuz there's an artist for, back where i grew up who would call himself sad rock and i thought it was so cool That's because cool. he wasn't yeah. actually like an emo artist or anything he was this American or roots rock guy, and but he would call himself sad rock, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> um, but then dad rock just sounded funnier than than sad rock. And then obviously when uh, Elizabeth, my wife, got got pregnant, it was like, all right, this is gonna be the album. This and, is it, though. Yeah, and our last two records had like eight words in the title of them and i promised that it would be under three (laughs) to (laughs) that
0: so were you writing songs about being a dad and whatnot before your daughter was born like did you start writing songs because of that or were you just naturally writing Um, and it worked out to fall in that
3: we were right yeah Yeah. we were writing a ton of songs all of the songs were actually written before naomi was born Mm. um but but did you you know your, your wife was pregnant though for probably
0: half of the record okay that's uh, fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's. What I was interested. In. So I'm on not, our so second
3: record, I, I wanted to have kids uh, earlier than, and um, I'm I'm grateful that we didn't because I was not emotionally. <laughs> even, I, I needed to go to therapy a lot more, uh, previous to having our daughter. We know. Um, but on our second record, there was a line that was cut out, that I that I brought the demos home to Elizabeth. I'm like, you're going you're gonna love this one. Or you might hate it. And there's a line that said, "This year we're making a record. Next year, let's make a baby." (laughs) (laughs) And she said, "Change it."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was she the producer on that? So that line, I
3: I had to to call up the producer and say, "Hey, I'm gonna come in and do some more vocals. (laughs) I gotta change some lyrics." So the, the songs we're writing were in this realm of like passing things down. Um, not knowing whether or not that would be a reality in my life anytime soon. And then once we knew we were pregnant, there was a song that was labeled in GarageBand, Dad Rock. Oh, and man. I, sta- I was cool. like, this is the sound that I want this record to sound like. So I had written, I don't know, 20 songs for the record, and, but I was like, this is the one. And by the time that that one was like somewhat close to being finished, was when I was like, all right, we need to finish this record. What song so, was that? So it's called New Holland. Felt
2: this way since 23 That life would be the death of me That all the hallowed moments I would have only lived in the past I keep going
3: second track on there that was the single right yeah um so that was our lead single with it and it was when it it sounds very different which i'm grateful for um from my demo (laughs) my demo had this really like like really punk rock like uh guitar riff that i scrapped and then the lead guitar part was a was an organ in the demo Mm. and i was like Let's do something with this. And as so I gave it to the band, nice. And because we couldn't rehearse it a ton, uh, I think it helped because I wasn't like, no, 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 that's gotta be right. <laughs> I love
1: the, uh, the next podcast we make should be called Mythologies because I love hearing the mythology of this album. Yeah, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like, it's painting a good picture. There's so many things. I think we talked recently how we're, our
0: album kind of turned into this concept, and it was because Scott was doing certain things. Where on side A it ends with like a <laughs> backwards, yeah. and then the side B fades in. And Scott's like, mm-hmm. "I ain't playing that shit. Like, it, just, <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. You know, I just love stories like that with music where it's just like, yeah, I just saw an old file oh, called so dead Rock yep. and, <laughs> and Happy Coincidences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it almost feels like it's like yeah like some mythology, like it was meant to be, you know, yep,
4: yeah,
1: I think that's it paints a good picture of like for me in my head of the potential of the band in your songwriting moving forward mm-hmm. is this this album's sort of like almost seems like dreaming up like what it's gonna be like to have a child, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is super cool, mm-hmm. maybe the next album's gonna be like drone doom metal <laughs> <laughs> i can't sleep <laughs> i think that's that's super cool that i like that idea of um the potentiality of something and being so excited yeah. about yeah. like a change in a lot in your life
3: yeah and it ended up being less about like i'm so excited to have a baby and more like uh half holy crap what are we like right getting yeah. this human into right, right um and i you know my wife would joke like do you think she's gonna sue us when she gets older like <laughs> why now why was Some i born Macaulay now <laughs> <Yeah. stuff>. um <laughs> and then so half that and
1: half like oh i'm so excited to like show a human yeah this yeah, thing or yeah. that thing and that's really what it comes down yeah. to that's cool yeah that is so cool i mean i'm all about like showing uh oh yeah my kid we, we've been listening a lot. They're so into this this song by Corn, which like <laughs> I'll put in right here. <laughs> and like when we get into the car, they're like, put on Twist. It's like the most like ridiculous. Like he just sounds like a animal. Yeah. But yeah, it's so cool to share like these little nuggets of art and music Mm -hmm. and just the things that you're into and they pick up on it it's pretty cool yeah
0: no i love that my daughter just turned one and like yeah i'm finally starting to see her reactions from like different music and things where she'll dance Mm -hmm. and just like yeah it's the the coolest man yeah but i mean as we all know it's stressful too but (laughs) 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 the cool
1: moments outweigh the stress. that is true that is true man yeah
0: yeah so definitely a, a balancing act jack have you like uh had you had the experience yet of just like I wouldn't call it a hardship, but just like trying to create music and be in a musical space and like yeah. still trying to be like a dad on top of like your job yeah. and you program with me at WIC So like you know, oh, trying no, to. I you're that a programmer. Out. I am right on. Yeah. 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 Cool.
3: A new one as well. Yeah. yeah. We started what's, like the same time, I think. Yeah. What's your uh time on uh, midnight to three on Tuesdays? Whenever you have to stay up till midnight, <laughs> yeah, <Three laughs> o'clock, two days in a row now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm on laughs> midnight Thursdays. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. That's cool.
1: Are you every other or just every other
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's the only way I can do it. No, I'm doing it every week. Man. Oh it's, man, it's, I don't know how he's doing it. I get way far ahead.
0: Oh wow, like it's not the even only that. Way I it's can more the it.
1: going there and recording it. Yeah, yeah. You,
3: you're going in.
0: Yeah, yeah, I go oh, in. I do it yeah. at home. Oh for real? Yeah, yeah, no, I go in every Sunday. It's almost like becoming like a, a ritual. Almost like I'm making these playlists, obviously for people to listen to, but yeah. also like on Sunday when I just have like my my coffee in the studio and I'm just yeah. listening to the, the playlist I made yeah. weeks ago. It's like I don't know
1: noelle's being very patient i know my wife is amazing (laughs) (laughs) what we're talking oh so yeah finding a time to record just do just do music just do music yeah Yeah. so we
3: so we put out the record in june and naomi was born in february so my goal was to finish the mixes by the by the time naomi was born um which i was one song short of um and I can't even remember what it was, but something needed to be tweaked. Um, so I I wanted to have that first month that I had paternity leave, uh, which was actually just all of my allotted vacation days, right? (laughs) Uh, And, uh, to take off and to just be there and I would play guitar for her and I'd sing the songs for her, but I didn't want to feel like, Oh crap, I gotta listen to this mix. I gotta listen to that. So, then it because we were prepping for the album release i'm like trying to learn these songs that we've never played live because of the pandemic i'm like all right how are we gonna play this with the six of us and so i'm i'm doing that and then once we finished putting the record out um and did the release show it's like oh i should be writing again and it wasn't like i should be it was like man, I want to write again. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know? definitely. It's yeah. like once
1: the album gets out, you're yeah. like,
0: okay, what's next? Let's do it. It's, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's definitely a vacuum of space. They're like, okay, now that that's behind me. Yep. Yeah. Right. And so
3: yeah. my, my wife, Elizabeth, is a fiction writer, and so she gets it. Um, cool. So she's, oh, nice. So we sort of have this deal with one another that like, if we're working on something and we're like, um, what does she call it, in a flow state, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that the other just understands and we'll take over. And so the nice thing about me being off for the summers is that I can take over for her when she's, you know, finishing a chapter in her book Um, or like I can be like, "Ah, I just feel like this idea is almost there and can, can I just have, you know, an hour more. And she'll say, okay, does that mean an hour? Does that mean three hours? That's <laughs> how <laughs> so it always goes. So like, probably, <laughs> probably three hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I'll uh, be
0: down uh, stairs in an hour. Yeah. Four yeah. hours pass by. I'll so, wait to that third
3: yell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I've got a, my little studio in our basement, um, and she's been very... My, my wife is incredible and is is very patient with me as as like writing things out and then cool. every once in a while yeah. when I, it's just like when she's working and I'm home uh, with naomi like whenever i send demos to the band you'll hear her like squawking and crying yeah, yeah, in the yeah. background and it'll be
1: like well, those is- are the sweet outtakes you need for like you know yeah that like reissue right yeah. the <laughs> line. Yeah, here's, yeah. here's the, the demo box, where right, you naomi know, you
0: cries halfway between and i have to comfort <laughs> her and then i come back to it hey you gotta release a deluxe edition i feel like in 2021 yeah, uh, music yeah
3: like anything goes yeah. like people would probably love that yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, it's been it's been nice though because naomi loves it when i play guitar and she'll like stare at my fingers like she's like studying like what
1: is he yeah what is this
3: sorcery that he's pulling off they do love it yeah
1: it's 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 very true it's the percussive quality it's a melodic quality so i think also like dad is just doing something cool like you said it's magic (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah.
3: so i think that helps because i'll be like working on a song and i'll just play it over and over for her and it's like enough
0: yeah Uh, i need to start doing that more I suck at that. I did, uh, we were listening to Baby Shark, of course, and oh, my daughter's, like, bouncing up and down, dancing, and I just had my acoustic, and just it's just four notes, you know? Doo-doo. And I started playing, she just, like, literally stops and, like, turns, is, like, you staring at it? me, like,
1: whoa, what double sound. <laughs> right. We put, like, a little sticky notes on, like, the, what? It's three notes on the piano over there. So, like, oh, nice. It's like, yeah. play this one, then play this one, then play this one, <laughs> and then play it a couple more times. <laughs> we
3: bought this tiny pink piano that's, like, 10 keys, um, and Naomi will, will sit her down like in her, like I don't know, the seat that goes around her whole body because she can't really sit right. up on her own. Yeah. And she'll just slap it and look at me like, Yeah, am I doing it? <laughs> <what I'm laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, you're doing yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, too funny. We could keep nerding. I know, out right? About this. Yeah, about <laughs> I want to hear a little bit
1: about the band itself yes. and the evolution of the music. Um, it's a fairly young band coming together right but you've been playing music for a long time
3: yeah so uh, I've been playing music forever Right. Um, but this band has been together for a little over five years okay
1: I still call that I think we're not that same I feel like we're a young band so I Mm -hmm. put you there
3: so we uh, the first project we did we did an EP that I self-recorded and I just met people along the way of life and this was so garrett who plays bass and i he played drums in a band that we played together in college and when that band sort of fizzled out and he moved out to la uh, i had sort of been like i don't really know if i want to do music publicly and when elizabeth and i got married we had some like money left over from our wedding that like was given to us for our honeymoon and she's like what would it like how much money do you need to like record a song um uh-huh. <laughs> and i'm just like I well don't know. like this is a load it's of questions scale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so i like did all this googling and was like i think if i had a thousand dollars i could buy this microphone and this you know you know scarlet red or whatever right. like two yeah. input and i think i could record a band like that and she's like okay you can do that and and i was like really and like i like never really had that much money and she makes way more money than i do and i'm yeah, like really yeah. i can do this like this is allowed and She's like yeah yeah, I do. this is allowed because uh, <laughs> i was so totally of the mindset like i bought my first really nice guitar the weekend before we got married because i was like i'm never going to be able to buy right it. Hey, music right. we and, all did that because it's, yeah. it's selfish and she, she is so generous that she was just like um no like i'm going to support your art because you support mine um, and so I, I bought the worst of the worst equipment that I could get and self-recorded this, this first EP without most of the band having met each other. Um, they would just come over to our house and record their parts t- to a click. And I'd be like, all right, I think that's good. And I had never <laughs> recorded anything other than like demos, and I mixed it. And it was terrible. And <laughs> we, we put it out. I only recently took it off Spotify. And hey, it sounds we, like we, us. Did we did the exact same um, thing <laughs> because Spotify had it was an EP, but there was too many songs on it, and so they had labeled Made it as an, an album. A, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so people were saying. What with our second record, they're saying, and your third studio record, and we're like, well, yeah, that one it's was our second. Like, and yeah, studio is very generous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So our, so our first record, I I self produced it as well, and then sent it off to be mastered. And the guy who mastered it said, I don't want my name attached. To it. <laughs> oh no, it's so bad. And he said, let me mix it for you for oh, free, cool. and then I'll master it because I think the songs are good, but the, it sounds know. terrible. Right on. That's cool. And so though. I'm like, right. okay, yeah, cool. That's solid yeah. of him to do that, though. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so I'm indebted to him and, that's cool uh, so yeah it. and then by the time we put out that record this band was had met each other and we had played like a show yeah um, and th- then the band sort of just stuck together originally there was uh, another guy who played bass because Garrett was living in LA and Devin who plays uh, lead guitar his wife Haley was singing um, and now they have three kids and so she's just like I don't know how we're going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> And so she stopped singing with us and Garrett moved back and, uh, Jared Demeester, who was playing bass, moved out to Chicago. And I was like, Garrett, like, you're not originally a bassist, but do you want to play bass? He's uh, like, oh, yeah, we yeah, sure. We As it goes. <laughs> yeah. So he's super talented at most instruments. So he's, he can pick it up pretty easily.
1: So let me ask you this and then we can move on into yeah. our question. Um, our topic, I guess. Did, your music always have a sound in your head i mean it was sort of referenced earlier a song that had like more of a chugging guitar yeah yeah. but i wouldn't say that found its way to the album Mm -hmm. um but has your music always had a certain and we i don't know this is like way too big of a talk but i'm just kind of curious like how you hear the your music or the band's music and how it's sort of evolved
3: yeah so when we the band i played in in college was uh and and this is you'll get this with our band too it's it's it is a mix of eclectic sounds in that we'll have songs that we're like this doesn't sound like us and but we i like this song and it's usually me because i'm selfish and i'm like no we're going to put it on the record (laughs) um and but in college it was way more that like i really was uh one of my favorite bands when i was in college this band delta spirit out yeah, of does. LA and I was a huge cool. fan of them and they were like one of those first bands doing like the auxiliary percussion stuff right. yeah. and I, and like harmonies on a rock song that was like not Beach Boys harmonies but was like I was like oh I want to do that and so the, the band in college was like that but I was also really into like this Australian band called Ginja Safari. <laughs> Oh. Got me beat on that. Oh, well. yeah. Deep dive yeah. there, and so it was, it was sort of like this mix of like Afro pop meets, um, oh, like a, they had like a sitar in the band, yeah, yeah. and it was like really poppy stuff, and cool. it sounded like what like Jungle Book soundtrack sort of stuff. <laughs> okay, and I really also wanted to be them because they were super fun live. Right. And so between those, like every other song, it'd be like, all right, here's a roots rock song. And here's a song with a bunch of drums and like vibraphone on it. The little whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when we got to this band, I was like, I want to be in a folk band. Um, and that, that's why my name is going to be in the in the front. And so uh, our first EP was really sad folk songs, <laughs> <laughs> And no, everyone hated it. And I was like, I don't want to play these lives. Yeah, They're yeah. so sad. Yeah. Um, a little and bit then, more
1: rock, a little bit more peppy. After that, yeah. So then I was
3: like, you know, I don't like playing folk music live. Yeah, I yeah. want to play rock and roll. Right. Um. And so, it, from there on out, it was it was more towards sort of the roots rock stuff. And there's always there's a song in each record that's that I'm like, that's what we sound like.
1: And the other songs are like songs that I like that I wrote. But <laughs> <laughs> really quick, since you just brought that up, I just want to get a hot take right now yeah. on Dad Rock. Uh-oh. What is the song that is? Yeah, what? so it's New, Ho- it's New Holland on okay. Bad Rock on our second
3: record. Just for listeners yeah. keeping score. <laughs> our you second know. record, it's All the Same to Me Now. And on our first record, it's a song called Pigeon okay. Hill. Laid it out. Um, okay. And right. those are the three songs that they're all actually very similar sounding. <laughs> and I'm like, th- that's what we sound like when I think about what we sound like. I think that's like.
1: good. That's actually yeah, yeah, a yeah. question we should ask more. We should. Yeah, because yeah. I'm sure we could answer that as well. It's like you have to make a whole album worth the songs, yep. but ultimately you think one song or two are like this yeah. is this is quintessential us. Mm-hmm. But
3: yeah. it, and they're not necessarily the songs that people like. Oh, doesn't no, matter not um, at all. It, it just matter. feels it feels the most like right. the closest to it like What yep. I think of.
0: Yeah, for sure. Cool. Let's kick right. it
1: into the topic.
0: All
3: right. So Scott, you
0: might need to help me lead into. this. Yeah, this, this is but like
1: we were trying to like. Worded out But it seemed like Kind of chunky I Let's mean, just we'll,
0: do it We'll just open it up With this yeah. This is the topic Lyrics right. Lyrics you're, you're a songwriter Songwriter You know You were touching us We talked about this A little bit How like Me and Scott Were both listening To uh, to Friday Night
2: What a strange Thing it is To love you What a new And wonderful way And I know It's cliche But I feel it The same Powerless Holding a Powerless Babe if it's a Friday night in Nashville And it's a Friday night back home Then I'm gonna drive till I see the sunrise Reflecting mm-hmm. on
0: I, I was getting a lump in my throat like, oh, <laughs> We God. both were. I, we texted yeah. each other. I was like, dude. You just have like this uh, this visualization with your lyrics. Like I could, I could see your lyrics almost type of thing. Yeah. Like I'm in the scene. So we thought it would be good to just dive into you with lyrics and just talk about like, what connects you with the song lyrically? And if you have like some examples or things you could give out, like when you listen to a song and you hear whatever you hear, like yep. what is it like? Oh, that just hit me. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth said this recently about, I'm trying to remember who the artist was, where she said it's it's a cliche thing. So it's something that people feel, but they're, they're saying it in a way that you've never heard before. Um, and uh, I think that's, like that's the sweet spot when you're saying something that's like a new metaphor or a new thing that but it's also so Universal that people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I get that um, and typically like I took like a writing class at some point and it was always like the Specific is, is closer to the universal. So if you mm-hmm. aim specific like you're gonna hit somebody or you're probably gonna hit a feeling that other people have and so I write almost to a fault pretty autobiographically and so the 90 percent of our songs are about my life and real things that
0: interesting happen i take the opposite route with yeah. writing actually yeah <laughs>
3: um sometimes sometimes i'll fake that and i'll make things up um, or i'll change details in a right. story to make it rhymes. So you telling me you and your right.
0: wife didn't meet on 12th Street? We didn't. We met on... <laughs> nine. We, that's, really? that's one of the things.
3: <laughs> uh, it was... Yeah. Uh, so the, the line is uh, a party on 12th Street back in 09. Yeah. It was a party on 9th Street in 08. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I'll uh, allow that. I'll allow once it. again,
1: a hot drop for our podcast <laughs> called Mythology. There you go. <laughs> so,
3: so, but, but again, it didn't, it didn't rhyme as well. And then once right. you get like, once I get a stanza in there that just fits like Lego pieces, I'm like, oh, I can't change it to like be historically right. accurate. No, yeah, nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, at so, that point. No. So, like some example, some lyrical examples. Uh, one of my favorite songwriters is Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes mm-hmm. um, and he has a song uh, called uh, I think it's called Way Back Home I it all
2: together. Make out the nature of the call I start to feel the love and the silence That was always at the
3: root it all and there's a lyric that says i'm like a bird who flies into the window who is drawn to the reflection of the sky um and so it's it's sort of like this metaphor that like yes we've all sort of seen that if not like in real life in a youtube clip or something of a bird hitting a window Mm -hmm. but this like universal feeling of i want that thing and my want of that thing hurts me right um and so that that sort of like sweet spot feels like uh Oh, this is this is a good like this is a good lyric yeah yeah and so when I when I'm able to I don't know that I've written anything of that quality that that he writes but when I'm able to get something that that hits that it feels like alright this is, this is a
0: good. Oh, that's cool man not you mention that I'm like yeah I, I can see that in your writing for me I feel like a lot of times you know like I'm trying to think of just like lyricists that are like Joni Mitchell like Joni mm-hmm. Mitchell is like one of my favorites and I think I was telling Scott about this like um, when she says, like, just just a prisoner on the white lines of the freeway, like, mm-hmm. something about that line when she says yeah. it's just like, man, I get that, you know, like, you're trapped. You know, I like like these, like, weird-ass metaphors yeah. <laughs> like that, like, stuff like that just yeah. hits me every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, the autobiographical stuff hits me. I mean, like, we talked about um, the Friday Nights earlier, yeah. you know, where it's just like, yeah, something about that song is just like, I could relate to that as a, as a dad, you know, and just mm-hmm. like, you know, that feeling of, like, your kid growing up, man, and, like, mm-hmm. they're gonna see you and be like yeah you were wrong everything you freaking <laughs> like something about that yeah. like i worry about that all the time it's just like i'm fucking this kid up every day man and she's gonna hate me one day when she realizes it, mm-hmm. you know whatever she believes yeah. in but yeah so it's it's twofold man that I, I would say the autobiographical and then yeah just metaphors like the Joni mitchell one
1: i agree with you the th- it's funny like i was writing down a, a bunch of songs i wanted to bring up today um and I wasn't sure which ones to bring up based on the conversation mm-hmm. and how it would go. But um, you talking about like the universal being the specific and yeah. vice versa, um, the, the track that comes to me is Paul Simon's um, Everything Put Together Falls Apart. Ooh,
4: I ain't blind, no. Some folks are crazy, others walk that borderline. Watch what you're doing, taking downs. Yeah. Mm.
1: So, um, one. I mean, that line, the name of the song is sort of very universal, mm-hmm. but he's talking from a very specific point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reason I wrote that song down is because something we wanted to talk about was <clears throat> lyrics, but also vocal presentation, I think is yeah. something I want to talk about. I, I think this
0: is going to be kind of like topic two. So li- right. this is going to be a first on the My Music podcast. My... <laughs> We're just meshing these yeah. first two together. Yeah.
1: Because, um, and this is not. It'd be interesting to hear from you in terms of vocal presentation on an album or, you know, your recordings Um, on that album. I think it's his first solo album yeah be right i can't um it's it's he's like right in your ear yeah like talk like Mm -hmm. literally talking to you like his mouth is like you know inch away from your ear and i think that like makes me connect even more to the storytelling aspect Mm -hmm. of it he's like telling you yeah this story Mm -hmm. not a not a big audience there's not a lot of reverb it's super dry um but yeah no, so Jack, yeah, so I'm going to turn this
0: to you because the, the second topic, we always have a couple of, uh, uh, you know, enough time for a couple. So yeah. now that Scott's talking about vocals, it's like, I want to just talk about like what makes a great like vocal performance too with, with the lyrics, because yeah. I think that's huge. Like, I feel like you, you can't can not separate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can have all the great lyrics in the world, yep. but if something about those vocals don't match those lyrics, it's just you're, you're checked out. Yeah. You know?
3: And that's something I am not naturally good at. I love writing lyrics and I'll write monotone lyrics all day. And like, I've got loads of vo- voice memos with those. <laughs> and uh, it takes, often it takes bringing in the band for me. Mm, um, so Laura, who, who sings in the band, is a phenomenal like melody creator. And so she'll help me. Sometimes I'll be like, I'm just, I'm stuck here. And she'll be like, why don't you try this? And like, she'll sing something, I'll be like,
2: oh yeah, I'll try <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, Cause I just, I go back to the same,
2: you know,
0: like the same cadence or whatever, yeah, same or cadence. Like that. Yeah. And I,
3: I, particularly with like some of the more like storyteller songs, I'll just, I'll, I'll realize it once I hear myself play it live, where I'm like, ah, I'm just talking, really, I'm just like <laughs> sing song talking. Um, and uh, but in my head, I'm like, I'm singing songs, and right, and, and it's like, no, I'm just, I'm just like reading a poem. Uh, and so. So she helps out a ton with that. Uh, Devin is also uh, good at that too, where he can sort of pick up melodies and counter melodies. And once they throw in, like we have, uh, all of us, uh, or everyone other than me in the band can harmonize. And so when they throw in harmonies, it helps me sing melodies. <laughs> <better>. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is, there is a bit of the, like, the vocal presentation will change the lyrics. Some. Oh, so like definitely. you talk about Friday night, so Friday night, um, is another song where I where I lie. I, obviously, I've never I haven't been on tour with a kid at home because <laughs> our kid was born in February and I'm not going on tour anytime <laughs> soon. Um, but originally, the, the lyric was if it's a Friday night in Mobile, um, uh, and it's a Friday night back home, then I'm gonna drive till I see the mobile uh, ref- shining through your bedroom window or something like that. Uh, but nice. the second mobile, the way that that word works didn't sound good with the with the melody that i had in my head right And yeah. so i was like ah, every i was stumbling over those last few words and so eventually i was like well maybe i just need i need to like kill the idea that i'm going to use the double meaning of mobile right, right. Um, mobile is yeah. like a hard word yeah, just to like yeah it's hard yeah it's hard yeah. word to say yeah. and so so then i was like all right, I'll try Nashville because it's sort of a country song and um, right. I'll just cheat it
1: that way. <laughs> and I and mean, you made working. me a believer that you were like literally experiencing this. Yeah, so. yeah no, same, same, same. <laughs> Again, you just ruined the whole like mythology. Yeah, but, you know, so there you go. Jack, can I make
0: an assumption? I'm thinking about somebody with vocals who like, if I, if i was to call this person a good vocalist uh, i wouldn't do that i don't think but yeah. i love this i love this person's music yeah. but bruce springsteen is he yeah. an influence i on think you? we have
1: to talk about springsteen
3: yeah for sure
0: so what would you say about bruce springsteen's vocals
3: so springsteen is i'm trying to think of a song that he like really wails on uh, I mean, I feel that, like Nebraska. So
0: like, I feel like all of Nebraska, yeah, like the whole yeah, album. The is whole just, album. you know, we so, just his guitar and
3: yeah.
2: him.
0: And it's like, yeah, his vocals don't sound great, but the conviction yep. behind them, on yeah. Nebraska. So, makes Springsteen
3: it. is like my bread and butter. So, my dad grew up in Jersey, mm. and. Mm. Uh, I had a, a limited amount of music I was allowed to listen to as a kid. Um, and it was just
0: all Bruce Springsteen?
3: No, it was like all Stephen Curtis Chapman and DC mm-hmm. Talk and DC Talk. Uh, like contemporary Christian music. And then I went off the deep end and just like got into really heavy punk music when I was in middle school. Um, and right around that time I started playing guitar and so I wanted to learn the classics. So I wanted to learn Van Halen and I wanted to learn ACDC. So my dad was like, oh, I know this band. I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) Um, And he was just like, yeah, I do. And then my sophomore year of high school was the summer that we got cable. And we had VH1. And there was a live performance of this band playing. And I was like, this song is incredible. And it's Springsteen at the Hammersmith Odeon Theater in London in 1979 or something. Uh, and he's playing Back streets, and I'm like, I want to make music like that. On the on the
4: well,
2: I'm so hard and
3: Turns out my dad had seen Springsteen like 20 times. <laughs> um, <laughs> and had, you know, in a previous time in life had all of his records and, you know, he was like the Jersey guy, so right. like having grown up in Jersey, like he was the hero of, of Jersey. So, so yeah, so he's one of those guys that like he he can get away with um, not being a, a incredible. I I don't want to say he's not an incredible singer. Cause he's an no, incredible yeah, singer. I don't want to say that. But there's a the difference yeah. between singer and he's not a melody vocalist. guy. He's writing the songs are not. Uh, i I don't know how to describe it. I was thinking about this the other day, except it's like, hard i don't I don't know how to do the other thing, which is like there's some bands that when they sing the verses. They sound like they could be choruses to my songs, um, (laughs) in that they're so catchy. Right, Um, right. Whereas, like, I'm always like, all right, I want there to be a hook in the chorus, but the verses are are the meat and potatoes. Right. And then the chorus is sort of like you know the apple pie. Right. Um. And so, Springsteen does that a lot, where he's doing a ton of work storytelling in the verses, and then the choruses can be, and (laughs) To a fault, he probably like the choruses is just the title of the song over and over again.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I think this like we were talking about Billy Joel with Oh, uh, we were, yeah, with Jason. Jason. I think that's sort of the same way. He's like trying to fit a story into the now Billy Joel's more natural singer, Mm. but he's still trying to fit like the story into the 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 verse and then you get the big opening of the chorus.
3: I don't know that anyone's done this with Bruce, but I I feel like he he travels a lot of octaves. Yeah. Um, which is something that i i wish i could do um but i i can't always do to the effect that he can but i, I know like when people talk about like queen yeah um, yeah, um, yeah. They, and he's like they the talk true about, double yeah they, or they talk uh, about they've got he's got like some like giant mouth ju- yeah. like jaw just i don't know what it yeah. is where he can like travel between octaves i think bruce is probably one less octave than that like you listen to some of that stuff in the 80s and he's like Going from this real deep baritone up into like notes that I I can only hit on good days, and so that's that's sort of the the sweet spot too of like he's he's in this sort of middle ground with his verses, and then when he gets to his choruses, and so Backstreet is is like my one of my favorite tracks of his where he does that where, like that the bridge is just, uh, repeating this this line and he's just getting higher and higher and higher yeah higher. yeah and like. That I don't know. That song, that song is so great, I, and it made it, it changed me because I at the time I was I went from like listening to all this like heavy punk rock to it was like when Coldplay came out, so I was listening to a lot of like piano rock, and I couldn't sing like the piano rock guys because I'm not British and I like. Was terrible at the piano, and I just like can't sing falsetto that well. And then I heard this song, and I was
1: like, "No, that's it. That's, that's what I want." Yeah. Yeah. There's potential there. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Man, the thing for me with Bruce and like my favorite Bruce Springsteen song is uh, "I'm on Fire." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like the
2: hey, little girl, little <laughs> yeah.
0: baby, like he's there's calm. a swagger in the way. He's yeah, singing. there's like and this swagger, but then yeah. by the end, which is like Bruce, this ain't in your range, but it works so well. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> Yep. you know but it's like also like just hearing him like yeah. have been whispering this whole time yeah. essentially and then it's like he's almost crying he's almost like doing girl. like
1: a warm-up during yeah. the song mm-hmm. like you'd see like a, a sprinter do like yeah. and then, <laughs> right? then the the end of the song hits and he's like yeah, he's like i'm yeah. in it i'm in it i don't <laughs> even yeah. care what i sound yeah, like. like and
3: you're also like i don't care what you sound like like
0: you yeah. just transported yeah. me and he's and,
3: definitely an artist where his his songs are written for playing them live oh yeah. for real oh yeah, yeah definitely yeah i think about I, this is funny i was thinking about that because i've seen him play live twice now and his he plays arena shows that don't feel like arena shows because he doesn't have that many lights right um he plays for four hours that's crazy <laughs> he's, he's the, the sweatiest 70 year old you've ever <laughs> seen in your life and uh and he'll take requests mm-hmm. um he's got a little teleprompter in the floor so like he'll, he'll play right. the, the most like you'll right. call up a b-side from a record he wrote he's 30 like, years ago and he's like yeah we that one goes like nah, 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 and the, the band will go all right here we go <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's got one of the best bands behind yeah. him like so really. that's that's another thing that i always wanted for our band was like i want to write songs that translate well to live um, right yeah and, this record is weird in that it's probably the most songs that don't translate better live than they do on the record and we were figuring out again like all right how do we do, play this because we, they were written when we didn't have to
1: play live shows Yeah, right. so.
3: it's so hard we talked who did we talk with this about um, it was
0: chris 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 Cranes. chris yeah and he was talking about when he recorded and i think me and scott definitely had this when we were doing a lot of stuff where like I, i'm in this kind of mindset now where it's like I am focusing on the record mm-hmm. only, and like future yep. KJ will have to figure out yeah. live problems. Like that's a good space, um, though. I, yeah, it is. But well, then we it's number breaking. Yeah, a particular song. We're like, oh, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, we live tried. Song. We tried to play this song.
1: What two times now? And yeah. We're just
0: like, yeah, this just isn't a yeah. lot. It comes song, up. Like, it
1: comes up on the set list. I'm like. I'm, look, <laughs> we'll I've been close saying our we should and play it. Yeah. I just keep trying it, and yeah. it's
0: just like, yeah, this just ain't working. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not meant for life. <laughs> well, I think
3: about, <laughs> I heard a story about U2 when U2 put out The Joshua Tree. The lead single was supposed to be Red Hill Mining Town. Hey. Like this is gonna be the hit, but they couldn't play it live, and so they said we're never gonna push this to radio because we don't we like Bono can't hit those notes every night, right? And so they they didn't make it a single. It's a great song, but it like like the you know yeah average person show, doesn't know that song because they're like we're not gonna play it live. Yeah,
1: it goes to show the studio is a completely different beast. It really is,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think you just hope and pray that your favorite songs you could play live or yeah. you run into a situation like that where you're like, shit, I guess we can't, but this is always here as a monument of like, yeah.
1: we did this thing, right. you know? Can I bring up one more? I'm going to bring up another artist that yeah. you when you I was think? listening to your album came to mind. Father John Misty. Yeah. Ooh, my guy.
2: When I sang Moon River in that side.
1: I think just like the storytelling aspect and the way the the vocals are delivered and the, the presence of the vocals, there's a sense of like a there's just like this big backing band of this guy, but mm-hmm. there's like the presence yep. of somebody like standing there just like swallowing you up in what he's saying. I felt like that through listening to the album.
3: Definitely. So I I hated Father John Misty when he first came out. And partially because uh I had some acquaintance friends that Really like overly loved father John Misty (laughs) and also were not Did not like me (laughs) And so I thought okay, if they Uh, really love this thing, they must not like or I must not like this and then uh, It's funny that you say that because in writing this record um, I was like, you know um, Probably before we cut the EP I was working at a car wash because I had left a job and I was struggling to find a job, so I had I called up a, uh, my buddy Brian. Was like, "Hey, I know you run this car. Like, can I work there?" And his new record, uh, God's Favorite Customer, just came out, and I was like, oh, "I'd give this a try." And I was like, "Oh, this is really good songwriting." And so then I went back, and like, was he was just on repeat, mm, and yeah. uh, and as we're looking forward now to our fourth record, I'm writing he, that sound is like, I want to write songs that like he's writing but not as cynical right (laughs) i mean he's certainly when you talk about lyrics
0: his lyrics are like just like yeah they're strange
3: but they they yeah Yeah. yeah. well the first time that i actually listened to him was was maybe a long time ago that i saw him play live and i was like holy crap this guy's doing something i think it was on it might have been on letterman when letterman was still around and he played bored in the usa
2: Oh, they gave me a useless education, a subprime loan, a craftsman home, keep my prescriptions filled, now I can't get off. But I can kind of deal Oh, with born in the USA Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. And he played it on the piano And then he turns, turns around, around. Yep. And yep. the automatic piano continues to play yeah. and, and I'm just like, oh my goodness,
1: what yeah. a brilliant
3: move <laughs> And I like went out and bought his album on iTunes <laughs> I used to feel like
1: there's like, if you're talking like Americana Like I think he is like our newer version of like a take on what it is to be an American living yeah, yeah. in 20, whatever, yeah.
0: 2020, not like, And something too about him with, with lyri- like just speaking of lyrics, I love when people just throw something at me where I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Like yeah. when, He has a, my favorite song, which you got to cut this in here, is a, by, by Father John Misty, When You're Smiling and Astride Me.
2: When you're smiling and astride me. can hardly be found you and I'm terrified
0: by it's just like what does that mean? <laughs> like, but when I hear it, I'm like, yo, I'm in mean, it. When you're
2: smiling in the
0: strip. It's just like I don't know what it is, but something about when people use yeah. lyrics like that, you know, it, it's just like I'm 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 transported into whatever world you're in. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could keep. For me, I could keep talking about some of his lyrics because it's just like the conversational nature of some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so you'll
3: hear him on. Uh, I think it's track four. Florida Man is very. Yeah, fun, yeah, definitely. I was feeling yeah, that for yeah. sure. The, like you're just talking to the audience in a we way. We were gonna do. He does on um, the vocal part at the end. He does a, it's a one and a four harmony on it that I wanted to do on that song. And again, Jake Ryer, producer on this record, said, it's going to sound exactly like that. So, <laughs> so we cut that. We did a, a more standard harmony. We were like, if we do the one and the four people, are like, oh, you're doing Father Jemis. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas it's something that's a little bit more like, oh, this is like a folk song.
1: Cool. Dope. I can dig it. Yeah. Another band. Since I'm just gonna keep throwing comments yeah, out, then, out like, throw as I listen out. to that the album, I'm like, oh, that sounds like I'm like inspired. Not sounds like, but I'm inspired to like make connections. Yeah. Um, and it, it, we were talking earlier. This is like you said, least favorite song on the album, Magic. Yes. I couldn't help because I've been going on a deep dive of uh, Dire Straits. Is um, is Walk of Life. The fact that it's do you know the song Walk of Life? I don't I need to know more
3: dire straits because it's come up in a couple of conversations. I'm like, I gotta dive into you guys Dire guys Definitely yeah. have like some dire straits yeah, vibes definitely. in your band,
1: in your in your writing. <laughs> but it's got this like quintessential um keyboard line, and it's okay. just like it's a it's a, the biggest earworm that you could like yeah. mention, right? <laughs> and I think you're doing that very much so on the, the, the track magic, magic yeah. yeah. the fact you're like it's not a synth it's a guitar but I'm yeah. like no matter what it is yeah. it's like just diving itself into me and it's like this got this mm-hmm. like pop sensibility yeah, that i feel like pops up right there on the album yeah and yeah we in the right time like we wanted it to half. be
3: uh i wanted it to be a rock song and i talked about delta spirit and delta spirit has several songs like almost similar to like they have a, a track of their first three albums that like has this four on the floor like and I'd wanted that I wanted to write a song like that and I wanted because I knew what what Jake Ride did with like Michigander and and a couple other bands where he like made these huge sounding songs and so it's like we're gonna write this is gonna be the single when we when i was writing magic and for the life of me could i could not write that song um and i think that might be why it's my least favorite is because i know the process you know behind the struggle i just <laughs> i hated writing that song and so the chorus feels cheap because it's literally this, this like riff i was singing in the shower because i was just like I'm so tired of writing lyrics, like, just, like, I just want to know how to write things. <laughs> and I was just, like, singing this in the shower, and I got out and, like, recorded the voice memo, and then, like,
1: I sent it to the band. Voice memos, man. I think this needs to be, like, a topic that we have with somebody else. It's, like, how does your music translate to your listener? Because, yeah. like, hearing you say, like, all this, like, you know, turmoil that you went through writing yeah. the song, I'm, like, doesn't come across at yeah. all. I'm, no. like, I'm, like just bopping along yeah. to this, like, great. So,
3: when we wrote that song, we it was originally... Uh, we wanted it to be less, or I, I wanted it to be Bobby, but Garrett, who plays bass, wanted it to be less catchy. Um, and and, and Laura, to make a song less catchy. Yeah. And so <laughs> he, oh, was, so I mean, he wanted to throw in, <laughs> at the end of that instrumental part, he wanted to throw in like a 7-8 thing. Um he was like uh, Let's get proggy here real yeah, quick. He was like, <laughs> listen to this like song by the national that like they like at the end of this riff they just like they skip a beat and they go in. Yeah. And Jake was like, No, you like you don't want somebody head bobbing and then it'd be like, Stop head bobbing. Right. Like yeah. and I was just like, oh, maybe I do now, now that you said it like that. <laughs> um, hey, and so like the yeah. end of that song is the part that I actually like of that song because we're like we're gonna we're gonna break the rules and we're gonna go at like halftime and yeah. I'm gonna play all of these accidentals and like uh, that part I really like and I stole lyrics from a song that I'd written like ten years ago for that part. Cool. Um, and it was like that. That's what I enjoy about that
1: song when we play it live, and it's a it's it's a fun song to play. I think that's like one of the biggest headaches for an artist a creative person is like how do i deliver something that i think will connect to somebody but also retains a level of artistry yeah without totally selling out i mean i feel that all the time in my studio upstairs i'm like okay i want to put in these shapes these colors mm. these forms but i also want it to have a level of like undercurrent that yeah. still keeps it's like mm-hmm. for me a level of auth- authenticity yeah. yeah without completely selling out to something i think people will like
0: it's so hard That is it's hard
1: that's a whole nother topic for yeah. this podcast but just like how do you
0: balance of like this is for me like yeah. clearly i'm making music for mm-hmm. me but also it's like yeah i want people to this listen to this too yeah. and I'm like i know what's happening right now like it, it's such a uh, I don't know what you call it just like a, a song and dance that you just yeah. have to yeah. kind of balance and you i know? think
3: part of that because i write mostly autobiographically that most of that song feels like it doesn't mean anything right because it was such a struggle because i wrote it over the course like three months that i was just grabbing lines that i liked um and we it was it was not on the record for the longest time in my like in my mind that song wasn't going to be on the record Ah,
1: blows my mind and
3: and then we put out i put on a facebook post which you should don't do this if anyone uh, who's <laughs> listening to this is a We're songwriter listening. I put a Facebook post up like after the EP the 3 on 3 EP that we put out with our song on it like what's your favorite song on the, on the EP just curious and I was expecting people to say like we had a, a song called Dog Ears, it was like this folk song that I wrote in like 2012 that we redid as a full band and like it got picked up by a bunch of these major playlists and I was like everyone's gonna write that song and this guy, two people wrote, I'm from Belgium. I love magic. <laughs> <laughs> two different Belgian men <laughs> wrote, wrote. And Belgium I was just like, oh, crap. Uh, we got to put that on the record yeah, now. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> people actually like this song. And... Uh, and I, I don't know if it's because I don't like it as much, but my wife also doesn't like that song. Nice, because she I was like setting up a set list, and I'm like, well, we'll start it with Magic, and she's like, are you sure? Because nobody likes that song. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I think it might just be you and I. <laughs> it's so hard for Scott and with
0: our with us, I think it's Be Still, like which I really love that song. But you're just like, why do people keep playing this
1: song? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want a different song. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's you know. They take a life of their own, and yeah. what connects connects. Yeah, and, um, you have to sort of yeah, you have to disconnect yourself from your connection to the song, mm-hmm. what you feel about it, the what went into making it. Yep, and just let it have its own life. Right. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the magic, no pun
3: intended, parts of music <laughs> uh, is that like I make this thing that right. can be incredibly personal or incredibly impersonal. And I give it to someone else, and it's a it's a different thing to them. Yeah. I think and that,
0: yeah, I think talking about lyrics, I think that is my favorite, absolute favorite thing about lyrics is, mm-hmm. like, um, somebody can interpret them and take them totally different. Um, damn, I don't want to go here. I feel like we keep doing this every episode. <laughs> go there really quick and then come back. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, Anthony's, Anthony's not talking about anything, but it's, like, almost, like, he has to be talking about something yeah. that it means to him mm-hmm. you know but then also it's kind of on the the listener to interpret this and make it into whatever they want yeah. you know
2: it's got tissue that i wish you saw so know it all. i'll close your eyes and i'll kiss you cause with the birds i'll share with the birds i'll share this and,
0: I mean, you could even do that with your stuff that's, you know, more yeah. autobiographical. But, mm-hmm. like, depending on what's going on in somebody's life, they might, you know, hear that, hear
3: that line about, you know, seeing the reflection in a window and take it totally different. Yep. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think it's, it's interesting when you're not, you know, the red hot jelly peppers and, like, you have, like, people that... The majority of the people that like in, interact with you around your music, because like other than these two guys in Belgium, it's not like <laughs> people are saying I like this song a lot. Right. Um, it's mostly my mom uh, or my wife, <laughs> and so like we had a song that I wanted on the record that I had put out as like a demo, like uh, as like a hey, if you want to support the record, like download this demo for you know five bucks or whatever. Um, and my mom thought it was about her. <laughs> <laughs> and it was about an, seeing an ex girlfriend downtown. <laughs> oh my! Exactly. That's a perfect and, example. Perfect and I was example. just like, "Oh, we can't use this song now because I'm going to think about my mom." <laughs> um, and so you're we, up on stage, and so just, like, I literally your mom. took the chords from that song, transposed it, and just made a different song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a smart decision. But no, isn't that crazy though? Yeah. You know, you, like you made this song
0: about an ex girlfriend. It's yeah. probably like you know has some type of feeling attached yeah. to you, and you're your mom's like what a great song about me and it's like what yeah. what did you take and out so now of i'm in this i'm in
3: this weird like freudian thing where i'm like is it really about my mom and i'm only writing the song because elizabeth told me she loves breakup songs and why don't i write any breakup songs i'm like because we're happily married and she's like, right. it doesn't have to be about me and i'm like all right i'll try and, and then i like send this song out into the world and my mom's like that's hilarious. so you talk about your therapist with me i'm like oh okay <laughs> Uh I think uh just like a
0: funny example of something like that is uh um, we have a song called Funky Lover, yeah, which is all about infidelity.
2: Ain't nothing okay. It's all right. Walk out and
0: I see daylight. Ain't nothing change. feel the same. Look out, try meet a change. Maybe my vision wasn't there. Maybe I never really get to the thought my decision do for my consciousness. And so my wife found out about it she's like, I mean, how do you think that makes Did me cheat feel, that? you know, and I'm just like, I'm just, I'm writing a, yeah. just a fictional yeah. song, like, and it literally, the lyrics meant nothing to me, I yeah. think, uh, um, like whatever the first lyric is in that, I just yeah. added in a notepad, yeah. and I was just like, okay, he writes, oh, okay, this just turned into a song about mm-hmm. cheating, I guess, whatever, right? Yeah. you know, <laughs> it has nothing
3: to do with anything. Yeah, we have, I think the hard part about writing autobiographically is I'll write stuff that I'll be like, oh, people are gonna think this is me. And right. I'm gonna, like put it out like there's a song that I really like that I wrote called Thirty Nine Ninety Five and it's about um, getting married at the courthouse and calling your new mother-in-law and her being pissed and then going out and getting drunk at like at the <laughs> liquor store um, and it like has nothing to do with my life um, but it you know again it's like the specific moment that is a, a greater feeling of like I'm disappointing right um, yeah. that is like oh that's a broader feeling And I've played it for a couple of people before. And I've actually played it at shows where it's, like, just me. And people are like, oh, when are you going to record that song? And I'm like, probably never. Because (laughs) if I put that alongside, like, this song about loving my kid, and people are going to be like, man, your mother-in-law sucks. Like, I'm like, oh, well, no, actually, it's not about her. She's really great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, like, trying to pair autobiographical songs with um, songs that come from a place that's autobiographical, but, like... You know, need to go a place that's more maybe fictional. Yep. F- for the you know the flavor of the song. Yeah, one of I'm just gonna throw one more out there because yeah. I, I want to, and I wrote li- a list. <laughs> no, go for <laughs> it. Well all-out Scott Talk the about the other it. vocalist I thought about, or not not vocalist, the other lyricist I thought about was Ben Gibbard from okay. um, Def Pulse of Service. Cap, man. Um, not not necessarily genre-wise, but yeah. just. Um, painting a picture in my mind um, yeah. um
3: what's the 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 song that when you say that comes to mind is on transatlanticism i mean that's the album uh, right there. where he's talking about uh is it glove what's that song glove? yeah,
0: glove. yeah glove glove compartment. compartment yeah yeah
2: is an accurately named and everybody knows it so i'm
1: Yeah, yeah like he's like yeah, painting a picture yeah
0: yep. he does a great job with that um, but see ben Gippard is also one of those guys where like his vocals can be kind of annoying to me if they're not yeah. in the right context mm-hmm. you know what i mean like great yeah. heights perfect for yeah. so i had doing, that written you know down. I mean? such yeah. great heights the yeah. sense
1: of like longingness, which i think does is, is all over dad rock mm-hmm. yeah. um or nostalgia and longing mm-hmm. you know um i think is all over pulse of services album yeah. Yeah. as well but
0: um Yeah, I don't know. I feel like listening to Dad Rock, like you fit you fit perfect into your into all of your songs. You know what I mean? Like your vocal abilities of what you could do and capabilities of where you go are there. And sometimes like Death Cap for Cutie and just think about that. Like sometimes I feel like all right, Ben, you're stretching it, man. Like getting a little bit outside. I think about that
3: too, where I'll listen to bands that were like, I mean, obviously he's a super talented writer. Yeah, but I'll listen to like. I don't want to name drop, but I was listening to a band that had a single in the 90s that was incredibly popular that for some reason we got... You might as well just name drop right now. Yeah, just name it. Do it. (laughs) Yeah, Oasis won't listen to this. (laughs)
1: Oh, uh, Oasis, yeah. Call so Oasis. you realize we live in Grand
3: Rapids. Yeah. In KJ so and, uh, okay, so nobody. here's the weird thing. So there's two brothers in Oasis. Right. Right. They have an older brother uh, who is not in Oasis. Right. Um, who, if you Google his name, I think his name is Paul. Um, Paul Gallagher. There's like a couple articles about how he is publicly seen as the disappointment. In the film. He really likes Dad Rock like our our album. Oh, what do really? you mean what? That's How cool. do you know that? He tagged me in this post recently about his radio show that he hosts in the UK. And he called one of the songs on Dad Rock his single of the year. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, you're like one step away from getting Oasis. us a record deal. <laughs> but don't worry, Liam so, Gallagher is going to hear it Exactly. cuz he's yeah, a he'll grumpy old man. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so then I went back and I was like cuz Elizabeth's like, who's Oasis? I'm like, Wonderwall. And she's oh, like, what? And wait, she's, wait, like, wait. <laughs> she, she's terrible with names. I was gonna say That's a whole lot. So, way. Way. so hey, I, way, I, I sang to her Wonderwall and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, here, I'll play it. He's not that great of a singer. No, no, no. And then I like went back and I was like listening to these other records. They're like, and there's just like a ton of artists that weren't, weren't talented singers, which you just, you can't get away with right now. Because you sort of have to be strange enough that it's, it's like captures your attention or really talented because there's, there's There's so much, there's so much music out there. And there's so much, we all have the same, you know, ideally in an ideal world, we have the same like accessibility to putting our music out into the world. So I was, I was thinking about that where like, like obviously Ben Gibbard is an incredible songwriter, but he also has made a living writing songs. Yeah. And so how many people, you know, have the same talent, but I'll never know. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We went deep. We, we went yeah, super deep. We should get into our final topic. Yeah, I think we should. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jack, um I, I didn't set you up with this. So right. at the end of every podcast episode we always ask somebody if your band was a type of blank Right. What would it be? Perfect. So I got one here, and it's kind of strange, but I'll explain it. If your band was a type of, of uh, technological company, what mm. would it be? Whoa. And I'm talking like Sony, yeah. Samsung, Apple. Does it have to be like hardware, or it can be software? I'm thinking hardware. Uh, only hardware only. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Nintendo. Nintendo, yeah, yeah, anything. Like, anything is in there. If your band was a type of technological that, you went super company. Yeah, I went crazy with this one. You tried really
3: hard on that one. <laughs> um, let me think. I'm gonna say uh, Sega Dreamcast. Oh, okay. Because when Sega Dreamcast first came out, um, it was like this is the craziest thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it was. uh, And I also think it was the first system to have NBA 2K on it. It was. And and you could (laughs) you could put (laughs) tattoos on the players, and people were like, "This is nuts." This is NBA NBA Live was like when 2K came out on Dreamcast, it was was over. Yeah, yeah. EA Sports, which is EA Sports, Sports. was their offices were like in the town I grew up in. Over. And so like we always had the EA Sports stuff because their like offices were across the street from where my dad worked. And uh, Tiburon was the name of the company. Anyways, long. (laughs) So Sega Dreamcast, like. Came out and people were like this is the greatest thing ever happened and then like very shortly after i think i think n64 came out yeah, after yep, yeah it was like nobody had a dreamcast
1: yeah bro dreamcast bam. was like just have to have the games. bam yeah. it was like gone and so
3: but when you look back like at those two systems dreamcast is still a pretty great system oh it is oh, um yeah. and so i think for our band i think it's there is a bit of like when we play a show um, we have the room. Like, mm-hmm. and people can like leave that and be like, that was incredible, and they'll forget about us in a couple of days.
2: <laughs> but that <laughs> doesn't that but up. that doesn't but that
3: doesn't mean that it doesn't have lasting value. Because right. then they'll return to a record, they'll come to another show and they'll be like, I actually really love this song and right. I've li- been listening right. to this a lot. And so like I think if if you put us this is like my cocky statement for the podcast. You can I do it. Yeah, like, lay it down. If you put us in a room full of 400 drunk people, I think we we outperform 95 percent of the bands in Grand Rapids. Oh, um, I'd agree with you. I uh, love it. Yeah. I don't think any of them look us up on Spotify. They don't tag us on Instagram. They don't. They don't care. The next morning when they wake up, home over, I'm like,
2: what did I do last night? But
3: they <laughs> um, were into but we, it. But we, we can. I can control that room well enough. Um, what I want is for them to come back. You know, with the Dreamcast ten years later, or a couple days later, and be like, you know what, the lyrics were actually okay, and then like to listen to it. Yeah. Um, and so like that's that's the this the spot where like creating fans happens. Like I can throw like a, a hell of a party right yeah um, that's, that's from stage you know, I think but, it, I, but i want i want to get it to where they invited yeah. into their home
0: jack you know what you made me think of and like i think of this with our band uh i think of this with your band. i want everybody to have success right now right mm-hmm. obviously but i always think of like man that day when like uh i, I got dead rock here on vinyl because nobody could see it i've got it right here on vinyl like <laughs> i want good. my daughter when she's like 10 or 11 flipping through i mm-hmm. my. i, I own a obscene amount of records yeah. by the way i want her to find this and be like yeah what is this and put it on the turntable yeah. like yo that that's hot mm-hmm. you know um, and, I, and I feel like, you know, you guys definitely have that aesthetic. Like, I'm not saying that you guys can't break out. Like, you definitely can't. It connects. Yeah. But you got that aesthetic where, like, 10 years from now, I yeah. just know I'm going to throw Dad rock on mine. i be <laughs> like, yo, this is still fresh. <laughs> That's you know, good. Or somebody yeah. else is going to find it, you
3: know. Yeah, and I think that if you, if you aim to be the flash in the pan where you're like, I'm going to get a million hits on Spotify. Right, right. And I'm going to collect that $30. Like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like it's just not that fun to do that, yeah. and so we've always said like we're just gonna make records, even though no, even though records aren't don't sell, and like it's all about the single, like mm-hmm. like we want to make stuff that ten years from now still makes sense, yep. um, and even if even if we never make it big, which you know at this point we're
1: probably not going to make it. You could. You could. never uh, know. Man. Like you yourself it's,
3: it's just, uh, this is what we love doing and, and we're cool. not quitting anytime
1: soon. That's, That's exciting. Suck. So you guys are working on an, an
3: album currently. Yeah. Our fourth record, uh, if we're able to get money, uh, we'll, we'll be working on our fourth one and who knows Very when, cool. it, when it'll come out. we got so. some studio dates in November. Then. Have you guys been playing live? Uh-huh. So we're, we're playing at the pyramid scheme in October. Cool. Um, and that'll be like our one fall show. So my, my day job, I'm, I run a ton of shows. So like all of my weekends are booked. Yeah. Um, and then we'll do a couple things in the spring. And our, our goal is uh, in the summer to then uh, to then tour when I'm off work.
0: Well, I gotta say I saw him at a listening room, not the listening lawn, but a listening room with. Uh, uh, were you guys a three piece or four piece that day?
3: Uh, I think it was four of us.
0: Yeah. And you got you guys had to play something off
3: of Dad Rock. We did. I think. We played Florida man for sure. Florida man. That's we, the one I remember because was that where your guy had
0: the, the little jingly shell things. I don't even know what they're called.
3: they're like, I don't know if they're like goat hooves or something. yeah, I don't know, but it was
0: very cool. I was yeah. very interesting. I was like in a corner. I was just by myself yeah. eating French fries watching you guys, and it was a great performance. That was great because oh.
3: that this is this is the second dreamcast energy <laughs> after we played that set, this man this man who must have been eighty five. Came up to me and said, uh, like said hey, you're, uh, you're Jack Trappers, right? I'm like, yeah, that's me. And he's like, and you, uh, you grew up in Florida and you moved to Michigan to go to college, right? I'm like, you've been reading my biography. <laughs> and he said, well, I, I, just, I just put you on our list of favorite bands. And I'm, and I'm just like picturing this guy and his, <laughs> his wife and his buddy. And, and they, they came over from uh, their retirement home to watch their weekly thing and they they went home and they went onto their fridge whiteboard and they crossed off John Mellencamp <laughs> and they put Jack Droppers on there that's our target audience oh, man. i
1: like how you did to bring up john mellencamp cuz i was going to yeah, bring him up john but Cougar, yeah, we, we should about him more but we got there with boss so. yeah yeah <laughs> All right, cool. We got there. I think that's a wrap. Uh, we suck at ending episodes, so this is the end right here. <laughs> it was so much fun to have you. Yeah, thanks and, so, and much here, yeah, so much here. There's so much yeah. more I'd love to pick your brain about, but that's yeah. why I have to go meet him at the end of a show and just like there you go. Hey, a, I'm, I'm about, cool about to speak
0: this into existence at the end of the podcast. We need a KJ in a good time family band, Jack Dropper show.
1: I It'll cool. happen. I think. Yeah, 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 for sure. we will make it happen. Cool. Right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Jack. We will see you next time. Yeah.